Before we ask God to give us the living water, we have to surrender some stuff. We can't. I can't ask God, God, give me life. And I keep playing in sin. Hello and God bless you. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Y'all already know. I am always so happy to be here on the mic with you. I tell you, this is one of my favorite places to be, and I'm glad that you are joining me another week. Happy Black History Month, everyone. This month, we are celebrating um, Black ontology, Black um, futurism, Black legacy, and recognizing the impact that Black folks have had on this world. Here at Create with Kendra, I acknowledge Black creatives entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women. And let me tell you, it is my privilege. It is my honor to do so every week. It is a priority for me. And so this week is no different, y'all. No different at all. We are going to highlight Mrs. Lanisha Bernstein. Lanisha is the founder of Bernstein Family Daycare that services children between the ages of zero and six years old in the Bay Area. She provides stimulating early childhood education. This daycare is committed to supporting children's desire to be long life learners. From, I'm telling you, if you have a child or you know someone that has a child, and you want to put them in the in a daycare that is a Christian owned. Hello, because that's important that they know Jesus. Um, head on over to IG and you can find them at Bernstein Family Daycare. That is at Bernstein Family Daycare. If you yourself have a black business or know a black business owner, if you put out a candle, if you if you make blankets, if you just release a single. Send me your information um, and I would love to shout you out on an upcoming episode. Um, you can send a two to three sentence description of what you have, what you're selling, why it's important for you and where people can support. Okay. You can send that over to um, kindred.podcast at gmail.com. All right, saints. I'm super excited about this episode because we are going to continue John chapter four. If you missed last week, I want you to go back after this episode and catch up on what we talked about last week. It was so good. It was so good. Um, and just so we can just have like a little recap of what happened. Um, we were talking about the woman of of the Samaritan woman, right? And Jesus. So we were talking about their encounter with each other. The Bible never uses this woman's name, but labels her as her ethnicity, her social status. And Samaritan people, this particular ethnic group, were treated less than, right? Um, But regardless of her social status, regardless of societal practices, Jesus did not meet her to poke fun at her, to degrade her, to dismiss her but he came to her as her messiah and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to continue this um 
this account on what is going on. Today, we are going to look at um, a couple of things. First thing, we're going to talk about that Jesus knew about her hidden secrets. The second thing we're going to discuss is religious worship versus true worship. And lastly, we're going to talk about the importance of sharing the gospel. All right, so let us jump into John chapter 4, verse 13. And it reads, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. He's talking about the water from the well. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I might not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come. Come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. For you've had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. That you spoke truly. We're going to pause here. Okay? Pause for the cause. Let's talk about what's going on with this woman. Right? So, Jesus is telling her about this living water. He's introducing himself like, I got this living water. Now, we at this well, and you trying to get some water, but I got something better, something that will quench your thirst where you'll never thirst again. In this water is love. In this water is joy. In this water is peace. In this water is salvation. In this water is unity in Christ. In this water is abundant life. In this water is everything you need. In this water, there is no lack. In this water, it is life. He says, I have life. But before they go any further in discussing this water, Jesus exposes her hidden secrets. She says, give me this water. I want this water. He said, first of all, um, go get your husband and come back. But he already knew her situation. But why did Jesus even, why did he say that? <laughs> They're talking about water. And he mentions, oh, by the way, um, go get your husband, the one that you ain't got. But he didn't say it. He allowed her to speak the things that she was living in. Before she was able to drink of this living water that Jesus was talking about, sis had to surrender some stuff. She had to. You cannot hold, you cannot ask God to clean you up and you won't get out the mud. Can't do it. Before we ask God to give us a living water, we have to surrender some stuff. We can't. I can't ask God, God, give me life and I keep playing in sin. God, I want you to change my change my my world of life. God, come into my life, but I I'm, I I won't give up my lesser loves or the things that conflict with a a Christian lifestyle. 
before Jesus was able to give her this living water, he said, uh, go get your husband. And the Bible does not say that the woman was offended. This woman actually was an excellent example of what happens when Jesus exposes the things that we're dealing with, the things that we want to hide. Because sometimes we think, oh, ain't nobody seeing what I'm doing. Ain't nobody um, exposing what I'm doing, so I'm good. But no, when Jesus uncovers things, he doesn't expose things to embarrass you. He exposes them so you can see within yourself what you need to correct. He gives us opportunity to look at, yo, I got this stuff in my life. I need to straighten this up. I need to clean this up. Because in order for us, and I'm getting ahead of myself, in order for us to be able to truly worship God, we must come surrendered. In order for this woman to have been able to truly worship God, she had to come surrendered. Amen. Let's continue to read. So after Jesus gathered her like a ponytail, we go into um, verse nine. It says, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place we ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, I, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is. And the true worship, true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking such to worship him. God is the spirit. And those who worship him must worship him. Spirit and truth. Let's talk about it. God is the spirit. Those who worship him must worship spirit and truth. God wants us to be intimate with him that worship that that true worship is intimacy not only do we need to lay down those foul things that we have personally cuz we all got some foul stuff about us i'm not exempt we all have the opportunity to take a mirror and look at ourselves and be like Ugh, i need to fix that I need to get rid of that. I need to surrender that. But not only that, we also need to be careful about how we discriminate based on where other folks worship and how they worship. I can't even count how many times I I, I, I hear people complain about, oh, I don't go to this church because they too loud. And this is one thing folks say about black church <laughs> and about black folks. Oh, they too loud. It don't take all of that. You don't need to do all of that. But baby, 
the way that somebody worship is a reflection on how good God has been to them and the acknowledgement of that. Cause God is good to us all the time and all the time God is good, but it's the acknowledgement of that, that, that expression. If, and if you don't shout and if you don't do victory laps and if you don't, if you don't do all that, and you're more of a, a mild worshiper, don't judge somebody else because they worship a certain way. Because they are part of a certain denomination. Oh, I don't like the Baptists. Oh, I don't like the AME. Oh, I don't like the non the non Oh, I don't listen to Hillstone. Well, okay. It don't matter what you don't do. And, and the fact that they do it. But Jesus is saying, regardless, if you were you, you worshiping on this mountain and the Jews is worshiping in Jerusalem, there is going to be a time. A matter of fact, the time is now. For the true worshipers, none of that, none of that's going to even matter at the end of the day. But the true worshipers are going to be able to worship the Lord in spirit. And in truth, in order for us to worship in spirit and in truth, we must be surrendered. So when Jesus calls you to the carpet and reminds you of the things that you need to fix, alter, surrender in your life, it is a wise thing just to say, yes, Lord, because he doesn't do it to harm you. He doesn't do it to expose you. And and truth be told, duh. Okay. There are some things that God has, has revealed to you and revealed to, and even to me that he didn't even allow you to be exposed to the world. Because if the world um, knew what you was really up to, It'd be a whole different story. But the fact that Jesus called this woman and called him, called her into him. Said, I have everything that you need. I got this living water. She was able to identify. What was going on? She, she said, you know, I. I you a prophet. You got to be a prophet because you didn't tell me about my life. <laughs> you didn't tell me, Jesus. And I just met you. From the time I met you, we just, we just been talking about water. And you just told me uh, uh, how I've been living in sin. You have to be someone special. And I'm glad she didn't take offense to what he said to her. Because Jesus, Jesus be saying some stuff that'll have you like, oop, oop, oop. <laughs> and that was definitely one of those moments. Let's continue to read. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who was called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I, who speak to you, am he. Oof. God, I who speak to you am he. We're going to skip down to verse 28. Says the woman then left her water pot, went her ways into the city and said to men, come 
See a man who told me all things that I've ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out to the city and came to him. This woman. This woman went to the well to draw water. In the time of day that she went, was 12 p.m., the hottest point of the day, because she knew no one was going to be there. She went to the well expecting to be by herself because she was shamed of who she was. She goes to this well to draw water and then meets the living water. Has an encounter with the living water. This woman is special. And I say she's special because she ostracized. She's marginalized and she had the opportunity to have a one-on-one with the Messiah, with the Savior, with the thirst-quenching well. And she took this opportunity, not selfishly, but she dropped she left her she left the water pot. She left the, the reason why she even went to the well. Ooh. She left the reason why she went to the well in the first place. Into town to tell of the goodness of Jesus. This woman is an example to us. When is the last time? I'm talking to the believers right now. I'm talking to those who know Jesus. When is the last time you told somebody about Christ? This woman that wanted to avoid people in general was like, she wanted to avoid people. Went into town to gather folks. Because what Jesus will do He'll take your condition and turn that thing around. In the goodness of Jesus, you can't help but tell. So my question to us as believers, when is the last time we talked about Jesus? To somebody else. It is important that if we know the gospel, and that's what the, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel is telling the good news. If you'd have met someone And Jesus has changed your life. We ought to be sharing that. We ought to be sharing it with everyone. It is important because when you share and you are a witness for the Lord, that can cause someone to give their life to Christ. This is why it's a privilege for me to even get on this mic. This is not the Kendra show. 
This is not all about me and and things that I want to discuss. And this is my father's business. I get on here to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Hoping and praying that somebody runs into an episode and says, I want to give my life to Christ. One of the biggest compliments I've had, um, and I get messages on Instagram all the time, friends and family and, and emails and people reach out to me on Ask Kendra. And something that really stuck out to me, someone said, this show makes me want to be a better Christian. That right there, I just say glory be to God. It is important that we make it a priority to share the good news of Jesus. It's important. There will be a time, and the time is actually already here. It's just not in our country. It's not in the U.S. There are people in China. China, actually, it's it's illegal to, to worship Christ. Churches are being bombed. People are being killed, arrested. They have surveillances, surveillance cameras near suspected worship places so they can identify who is going into these places of worship so they can be arrested. But here in the United States of America, though it is crazy, we still have the opportunity and the liberty to evangelize. So let's do it. The Bible calls us to work while it's day. For when night cometh, there's no man can work. My challenge to you, because this is the place for inspiration, challenge, change. My challenge to you is to tell somebody about Jesus this week. From Wednesday got until next Wednesday, tell somebody about Jesus. You can't make somebody believe, but you can plant a seed and pray that God gives the increase. Just plant a seed. All right? All right, y'all. I hope that was a blessing to you as it was a blessing to me. Um, if you were blessed by this episode, send it to somebody. That could be part of your evangelism, right? Send it to somebody. Share it on um, Instagram. Share it on Facebook. We put out clips on TikTok. Um, share that as well. And let's get this good news out because Jesus is good. Look, look, look. <laughs> Jesus is good. And I'm so glad that I live for him. I love him so much, so, so much. But, you know, he loves us even more than we can even love him or even can think of. Okay, be blessed, everyone. I love y'all so much. There's nothing you can do about it. Until next week. Bye. Bye.